Welcome back, haters. Boys are back with another episode of You Hate to See It, where we talk about all the things you love and hate to see. I'm KP, and as always, I'm here with the magic man, Mikey Dimes. Mikey Dimes here for you people. I'm here with the master of hate, D-Wild. Hey, man, chief resident hater. Ready to go today. And Archmaster Alex can't be here with us today uh, for... I don't know why I'm not going to make nothing up, but we got a very special episode today is we're going to talk about the spiciest episode of House of the Dragon thus far. In my opinion, the best episodes thus far. Episode four, The King of the Narrow Sea. But first, if you have not seen House of the Dragon season one, episode four. <laughs> oh, they get the eat juicy Jane, bruh. <laughs> eat it, nerds. Man, we are four episodes in. These people seen it. Let's let's get this shit cracking. Let's get just get bracken. All right, so let's let's just go ahead and dive right into it, man. You know, let's get to the uh, uh, the meat of the episode. All right. Hey, yo. All right. That shit is that shit is classless. That, that, was, that was a distasteful joke. All right. So Damon, Damon comes back, you know, after Rhaenyra uh in her little uh her little world tour trying to find a man. You it's know, she's world tour, your girls tour, man. She's not playing, she's not playing ball, man. You know, like they got all these dudes lined up. Uh, and she's just not fucking with any of it, you know. Um, I mean, what you expect? She's a she's 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 dragon man. She can't be fucking with these little lordlings. I mean, yeah, but but damn, dog, like you gotta give a you gotta give niggas a chance, man. That old man could have, you know, he wouldn't have beat on her or nothing. He would have just, chill, bro. First of all, <laughs> first of all, how dare he think he can come <laughs> and ask for Rainier's hand? Like, who he? She should have had him killed. Just for even stepping into the damn court. That's so disrespectful. That's Lord like, Dondarrion, man. Lord Dondarrion at age fucking 75. <laughs> Niggas trying to... Nigga needed some wine to clear his throat while he was talking, man. So a cool a cool thing about this scene, like when, she's, when we, uh, she starts her world tour, I think this is the first time we actually... I mean, it's kind of hard to tell, but this is the first time we, we're in Storm's Inn. We... Yeah. Uh, yep. Major, you know, Lords of the Stormlands. We've never seen. I don't think we've seen any any of the Stormlands, or we've seen a little bit of the Stormlands, but we haven't seen at least uh, their castle ever. So um, that was kind of cool. A cool, cool nod. We finally get to get to join them. Yeah, it was cool. Did you peep that it was actually like storming outside? Yeah, like you could hear like the uh, the storms raging in the background, kind of like that. That could have been a, a giveaway, nice. but. As, as, oh, like, again, like okay. Stormlands, all that because it's legit always fucking storming. So I saw the leaves in the hallway and I was like, this is dirty ass. I was like, what's up with this dusty ass castle they in too, man? Come on. It kind of reminded me of uh, like the courtyard for the veil. Like just kind of how open it was. Minus the uh, mm, hole in the Right, right. And, uh, <laughs> minus the moon door. Yeah, minus the minus <laughs> million foot drop to to the bottom of the mountain. And also, I think the uh, who was it? The Baratheon that was kind of helping uh, Rainier. Borman, Borman the Baratheon. Rainier's I, I believe, uh, cousin. Yeah, okay. As I say, I believe that's Allison's. Uh, uh, is it son? I don't know. Uh, I know he's half Targaryen. I believe. Alyssa. Well, no, no. He's related to Rainey's Targaryen because Rainey's is because Rainey's mother was Baratheon. That's right? So that's, that's how. That's why. Because we. This is a callback to him from the first, um, from episode one in the tourney when they were like, uh, he asked for the hand of the queen who never was, and she's like, "Good luck, cousin." And what, true. So it's a yeah. Callback to that guy. So that that's who we're who we're talking about there. Bormund Baratheon. 
you think these uh, kids in, in Westeros be running around like, I got Targaryen cousins. Hell yeah. You know, like people be like, like I'm part native. Not really. Hey, you proud of your culture, be proud of your culture, but I think it's a little different saying, yeah, I'm related to like, <laughs> <laughs> people who are essentially gods in this world. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's definitely it's definitely some clout, right? You get some clout for being for getting having some having some right. Valyrian blood in you. If you a little extra blonde, shit, you can get away with it. Fuck. <laughs> but all right, let's let's get straight to it, man. So Damon comes back. He does a little flyby uh, on the on the ship, and he comes back uh, to the throne room. Everybody's like, "Oh shit, Damon back, Damon back." You know, Viserys, you know, getting everything ready. You know, he's sitting on his throne. He's got black fire, which he's basically using as a cane at this point. Which, whatever. <laughs> And Damon comes through with the with the crab feeder hammer and his new uh, King of the Narrow Sea crown. People's like, oh shit, what's he gonna do? And he and he bends the knee. So what were y'all expecting uh, in this scene? Did y'all expect anything different? I'll let you go, Dante. Yeah, I expected a bit of a of a power play. I don't know. I thought there would just be a bit more contention there. I didn't expect him to just like bow down so easily. Um, right. I thought he was just going to I thought he was going to brag a little bit more than what he already did and be like, hey, I was I was whooping niggas ass in the stepstone. We ain't need your help. Bro. I did that shit on the strength, you know, <laughs> on the strength. And I, th- I thought it was just going to be a little more braggadocious, try to try to hype himself up and, and kind of rest in his glory a little more. But I think, you know, what he ultimately ended up doing right with bending the knee uh, and, the, and the long play that he did was even more like you know conniving and just it was grimy right i i didn't think he was gonna be grimy like that i thought he was just gonna be like braggadocious you know just coming back trying to get some more clout like hey i'm him type so shit. like i kind of already knew that damon was gonna because i i, I kind of know the story but i knew like it's this part like he was going to come in he laid the crown at his brother's feet and they walked out like you know hand hand essentially so mm-hmm. um but I kind of I think it kind of highlights Damon's character because like just kind of how it was filmed. I looked at it as I mean he clearly again he shows that he loves his brother. Like he doesn't he doesn't want to like go behind his back. And I go behind his back. But he doesn't want to like have to harm his brother. He wants to show love, all the, you know all that. But also I felt like it could be seen as a, a ploy to to kind of undermine him, kind of show him up. Like, like, I just did all this. I have fought a war. I did all this with none of your help. People know who I am, and it's kind of just kind of thrown to, uh, you know, rub it in his face a little bit. That's the way I kind of took took it as, because he could have done that. He could have bragged. He could have done all this in front, of the, in front of all the lords and ladies of Westeros, but he chose to essentially be the bigger man, and I think that's why it comes back into play a little bit later, but we can, we're going to talk about that Let's get into it now. So, Dante, you alluded to, um, you know, Damon having other uh, other plans, you know, when he when he comes back to King's Landing. So we see they have a little backyard cookout and, you know, they, they talk and the vibes are the wines flowing, the vibes are right. And, you know, Damon and Rhaenyra get a little. He is slizzed, man. He stays saucy, bro. Big <laughs> V stays saucy, man. Hey, man, he's a king during peacetime. He's <laughs> a Drake, man. He's blessed. <laughs> like, yeah, so, so Damon and Rhaenyra get a little, little one-on-one. Um and you know, like, look, the sparks are flying, man. Whether you whether you want to admit it or not, Dante, man, the sparks are flying. So he invites her out for a little night on the town, a little camouflage night on the town, and uh, and we know how that goes. So, so Dante, I want to specifically hear from you. How are you feeling during this whole whole scene with uh, Rainier and Damon? Just the whole experience, man, because I know you were sick. Yeah, man. I've been look, man. I've been strongly, I've been strongly against this this uncle and niece relationship. Like I thought at first, because at first it sound it seems kind of like cool. Like, hey, Rainier's never been out like out in the streets, you know. So I thought he was just being cool and like showing her out. He was like, bro, let's like you saying you're saying life is like ass. Like, let me show you that life is actually fun. Like, you can actually 
you know, do what you want. So he, you know, he takes her out. She gets to see the festival. And I, and then I thought he was trying to have like a really good teaching moment when they're at the play. He's show, and she's he's like taking her to to like listen to that and all the dissenting voices about her rule and everything. And she's like boo boo, and he's like no, you need to listen. Like <laughs> if you want to rule over these people, like you need to understand how they think and all that. And I thought I was like oh that shit's like a good teaching moment. And he's like showing showing her what it is to kind of experience that and whatnot. And then you know it it quickly quickly falls into the sex club um episode, like scenes of the episode and i'm like oh god bro i was like i thought this nigga was just like i was like oh god at first i was like all right maybe he's just gonna like still me trying to like fight against it i'm like hey maybe he's just gonna like let her fuck like let her get a nigga or like you know somebody else like let her just fuck a random like like hey like you're rich. You can buy hoes. Like sex is fun. Yeah, no. Like type deal. I was really, I was really hoping. Like I was like, hey, you can. Like he was. They were, you know, they were scoping it out together. You know, and all that shit. You know, I thought I really, I was really fighting. Like to, uh, up until the moment where they kissed, I was fighting the fact that them niggas was was about to get down and dirty. He didn't and like. Then, it. And then. No, I didn't like that shit. And she's really going for it. She like reached and lunged in when they when they making out and shit. I was like, damn, that's some, that's some super horny shit right there. I was like, God damn, she was she was going for it. Good thing they didn't have Bluetooth back then, or Damon would have he might have sealed the deal. God damn. <laughs> but I was just I was really just I mean I've been fighting against it. I was unsettled. I guess it happens. I'm glad that like nothing actually happened. It didn't go past kissing, but. I really thought, you know, it started off, you know, where you could have seen a good intention, but quickly fell down into Damon trying to, to like make her look less than and make her actually look bad to like the lords and the ladies of. What, what do you uh, think, KB? You know what? I knew this was coming, man. I knew, I knew this was coming, um, and I, I was scared. Because I was like, man, I don't know if the people are gonna fuck with this, man. I was like, man, if we could just make it past this, then I has a limit for this show. But we gotta look up the viewers. No, we gotta look up the viewer numbers. No kizzy. Hey, hey, they went up. <laughs> hey, 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 the, the yeah. bitches, the, the bitches did love this shit. I, I can't even hold you, bro. I can't believe they love, but they love a love triangle. Hey man, hey, they really did because I was like, dang, because like in the books, it's a, it's a bit more like, it's not just like one night on the town. Like Damon's like continued, like her and Damon are like flying out to random islands in the Blackwater Bay, and he's like teaching her how to like fuck so she can impress Kristen Cole. So I was like, oh shit, man! Like if he if he just like if we get a montage of them just like uh, Damon like teaching her like sex stuff, then this shit might get ugly. But we didn't get that. So, George, you a sick nigga, but you a genius, man. It's a, mon- it's a montage in the book? That nigga's a nasty nigga, bro. <laughs> so it like, is kind of like, it's it's kind of like unintentional. I mean, you, 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 can, you can honestly say, like, Damon has been, like, grooming this girl since, since she was little. But I, I think, like, again, they are Targaryens. So I have to look at it with a slightly different lens then i then i would like naturally look at the situation but like i kind of feel oh, the vibe sure. what you were what you're saying kp i feel like he may i'm not too sure if his intentions are to try to embarrass her to be honest i felt like his intentions were to show her a time on town show her that like you know you're a fucking dragon you can do as you please not as other people wish like if you want to have pleasure you can have pleasure if you want to do this you can do this and it's kind of like a teaching moment. And then it's like, I think that they both have feelings for each other. Cause you could tell like when they, when the, uh, this episode first started, like even in the garden, like they were like, they were pretty intense. They're like some vibe, some, some real vibes going on right there. So I think when we get real to vibe. the brothel scene, like obviously he's hammered. He probably had an idea like, all right, this is probably, you know, we're probably going to fuck right here. It gets to the point again, where he could be a slime ball. He really could be a slime. Like, Damon is an asshole, but we haven't really seen him do, like, like, I mean, other than, like, just slaughtering the people. And, yeah, like, we, we ain't seen him do the worst from what we've seen characters in Game of Thrones do. Like, so, that's, like, you have to, like, again, we're four episodes in, and we're still having this conversation. 
Like, it, what's, what's up with Damon? Do we fuck with him? Do we not fuck with him? Yeah. I think, so, I know, think that yeah, was because of the circumstance. No, but, like, this is what's so great about this story is that all the characters, like, you, you like people, but they're all, like, pieces of shit. There's not, like, that one true north that everybody's going to root for. You know Dude, what I'm saying? Part. Like, like <laughs> no in, in stuff, Game dude. of Thrones, it was, like, like everybody like like Arya, you know, like everybody like Oberyn, you know what I'm saying? Like we like yeah, fan favorites like Gendry, you know, like nobody rooting for Gendry down the ball. But in this episode, really, Damon goes from oh it's daytime, let's go, and now this nigga's like the creepy uncle in the next episode. Rhaenyra goes from the realms to light, and now she's like being an asshole to people, like to little kids that's trying to propose doing his duty and she's like man get this fuck nigga out of here man you know what I'm saying <laughs> so you know like so like all the characters are, are just like kind of great characters and and I fuck with that uh a lot so yeah I, I I like like I said from obviously it is creepy again but I'm trying to look at it from a different lens but I I, I feel like if, if Damon was going to be a slime ball and slime his family out he would have done it I mean, I mean, this is a time to tell, yeah. but you know, but like he has, he has multiple times to just to, to fuck his brother over, fuck Rainier over, like just like say fuck his house, and it's just he's always been down for for the dragon. So yeah, I mean, he's definitely he's definitely conflicted about it, but he's like not all the way conflicted, or he wouldn't have done that shit. Like it's you know he's conflicted to to a point, right? So it's 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 like well, that's that. why I think he asked for a hand in marriage is because like I think he was fucked up and hung over, but he was like I think again I've called it like since you know episode one it would be a good match. I mean, Laymore is a better match, obviously, but well, uh, well, that, yeah, look, but, man, Damon, Damon and Rhaenyra, not a good match. Like that, that's just not a good match. All that like there ain't checking shit with Damon. Yeah, they're literally just going to be each other's, like, worst, bring out the worst in each other. Like, I don't think, it's just, that's just a setup to be toxic relationship. Also, you know, not to mention the fact that that nigga already has a kid, or already has a wife. You're already acting like there's a lot of healthy relationships in Game of Thrones. I mean, but I'm saying this one would be extremely toxic if we're talking about toxic. No, brother. Going Dukes is toxic. <laughs> All right. Well, look, we can. I think. I think one really good narrative choice in in this episode that we that we can talk through and maybe mention on another potentially toxic relationship is how they juxtaposed Alicent doing her duty, you know, quote unquote, doing her duty as queen. And, and, you know, just servicing Viserys' needs with Rhaenyra, uh, you know, getting to enjoy a night on the town and kind of be liberated and free as a, as a woman in the show. What did y'all think? Because that's Amen. also going on as the same time as, like, Rhaenyra's out and enjoying shit and in the sex club with Damon. We see Allison fucking shaking and coddling a, a crying baby and then and then trying to go to sleep and get some fucking sleep and then called to the king's chambers and like eyes ah, late and he's like then she's like bitch the seeds for Allison's uh turn started this episode she I yeah. could not I could I, see I, I was, from, from, say what oh I was just gonna say Allison is in hell Right, like she's oh. in hell. <laughs> so miserable right now, man. It's it's bad. I feel so bad for her. It all starts when she's like, "Hey, y'all want to go look at these new tapestries?" And Viser just like, "Dun dun, dun dun." What? Hey yo, she hey, wants yeah. tapestries. Hey yo, she hey, wants to look at tapestries. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's that line that? That uh, Rhaenyra said to her is like I don't I don't want to be uh, just made to pop out airs, and she like stuck in a castle. Oh, sorry, yeah, it's like stuck in the castle, and she was like, man, my bad. I, you could tell she took that a certain way. She's like, man, yeah, she was like, bitch, you just reduced my life into being a baby factory, bro. Like, come <laughs> on, like that shit. That shit stung. She had to hug her after that. Like, there was really no like. She was like, oh yeah, shit, I fucked up. I didn't realize who I was. 
talking to. Like, Rhaenyra, see, that's the thing. Like, Rhaenyra really is sometimes, like, it comes out that she's kind of a spoiled entitled brat. Like, the fact that she complains about her, she complains about her position a lot, but sometimes you got to be like, look at who you complaining to, though. Like, you know, you complaining, like Allison said, she was like, most of the time women don't have the option between two suitors, let alone two scores. Like, we set up this whole tour for you, and you just canceled that shit and said, fuck it, and you get to travel and all this shit. Allison was told to go fucking bed the king as soon as his wife died. Oh, Allison jealous as fuck right now. She, this, you could tell she, she just straight up not having a good time. Like, like I said, the seeds were planted in this episode. I could see her turning... And like you said, Dante, like the juxtaposition of uh, Rhaenyra living, um, you know, doing what she wants, being free in the city. But at the same time, Allison Stug being a mom, being a, a wife, being a, uh, a queen in, you know, West Rossi culture, which is ass. So it's like you could tell that I that's what I think the director wanted to do is, is to show the duality between these two and the split that's obviously going to come. And Viserys stroke game week. You hate to see it. <laughs> man, that scars all over his body, man. That's just nasty. I, I wrote up bad for her. I'm surprised his shit's still functioning at that point. Nigga, half his arm looked like it's about to fall off. That nigga, hey, bro. Hey, the, the death watch on Viserys ticking up, boy. He, he can't make it out next week, man. I'm just saying. There is no way he makes it out next week, bro. That's, we are a pack watch, but well, pack watch, man. <laughs> next episode is supposed to be the last episode with the, with the younger actors. It is, it is. So kind of like, kind of spoiler, but not really. But next episode is supposed to be the last episode with the younger actors. So I'm, re- I'm really going to miss Millie Alcock and I'm going to miss Emily Carey. Like they have done a great job at portraying those those two women. And like Rainier, two her. Millie Alcock is her, strictly because yeah. of Rhaenyra. Yeah, so that I mean, I'm we we are going to miss them because they did they did a great they they have done a great job and I'm excited to see them in the next episode. But I think another thing we need to touch on in this is before we kind of fully um, get through that is another director's choice. Like, and and we've been complimenting the director. So the director is Claire Claire Kilner. Um, she's a so she's the first like woman director that they've had with Thrones, I think, and she's going to do this she did this episode 104 i think she's slated for 105 and uh the infamous episode nine of of this one. she's the first woman director on house of the dragon but thrones had a few different yeah thrones had a few okay okay so first yeah first woman director on house of the dragon so she'll be back for two more episodes so we'll see her for episode five and episode nine if you watch the inside of the episode it kind of says which one she directs at the end of that but i think we, you know, Rhaenyra stump as she, you know, finishes her night in the sex club with Damon, and she kind of comes back to, to the to the castle after being rejected by Damon and and feeling kind of exposed. Um, you know, she ends up, you know, coupling with with Big CC man. What did what did we think? <laughs> what did we think about this, and and how do we think this impacts their their relationship moving forward? Hey, I mean, man. we all know. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I, I can't really say anything about this right now because I just want. Uh, oh, you go, KP. Look, this was this was something that was you know up for debate in the book because in the book. We don't know if Rhaenyra and Kristen Cole fuck or not. You know, we just know that something happened between her and Damon. And Damon got sent away and it impacted Rhaenyra and Kristen Cole's relationship. That's all we know. That's all I'm going to say. But... The fact that they that they fucked, it's confirmed that they fucked, just makes everything just so much sweeter. Everything, all right, so we talked about how <laughs> this is the last episode with the kids, right? Uh, look, man, episode five, look, 
It's about to start, man. This shit's about to go down. That's all I'm going to say, man. This shit is about to motherfucking go down. The kids were great and all, but when the adults get here, that's that's when the shit start popping off. So, man, I just, I can't wait. I can't wait. But, yeah, Krista Cole, man. I mean, I kind of, all right, so here's, here's how I feel it. Here's what I want us to dive into, bro. So, one, it takes like 30 minutes to get that armor off. There are no quickies in Westeros. There are no quickies in Westeros. And when they're over there unlacing their shoes, I was like, God damn, you laced that shit up to your knee. I was yeah, like... It took like, it took like 15 minutes to get the armor off, and then you got to get all the cotton and all that, all the other shit. It was like, like yeah, you, five minutes. You, you get ran up on, like, you definitely get caught. Yeah, they bro, there are no... Bro, it's like you gotta be really committed. So I don't think they like I don't think they just happened upon that. Like and we saw inklings of their relationship like growing and maturing out in the God's Wood in the previous episode, you know, when they're they're at the campfire spending the day together and he's like joking about like I'll I'll kill him if you, you know, if he's he's got you so upset or whatever, you know, but I also think there is a power dynamic that has to be addressed here. Right. So like Rhaenyra comes and while there is mutual interest between both parties, can Kristen Cole really say no? Cause like, look, he's, he's breaking his vows by doing this. It's, you know, it's an offense that can quite literally get him killed, but all it takes is for her to say that he tried to do it and he can get killed. So, like, if she was like, hey, nah, you're going to do this or I'm going to get you killed, like, I think there's some clear power dynamics there because you see some some hesitation. And, like, when she's being playful and kind of stealing his helmet, he's like, what are you doing? And then he, like, freezes up as she, like, leans in to kiss him and is taking off his little forearm, uh, his forearm pat or pads or whatever that shit is. Like, I think there's some, some clear power dynamics. Like, was Christian Cole oh, sexually assaulted? No. There's, there's a power no. dynamic. <laughs> yeah, you look. Look, there's a power dynamic there, but at the end of the day, he chose booty over duty. <laughs> <laughs> you are hell, my God. Over <laughs> duty. You are hell, bro. And look, sir, look, he had a he had a choice, bro. Look, at the end of the day, Christy Cole, bro, you gotta fuck the sword, bro. You can walk out, bro. You could walk out the room and do your job, bro. And nobody gonna say shit. You can also Come on now. Walk out the room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can also get them drunk. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at him. I'm just saying that nigga didn't really have. I, do I don't think, think it was as clear and as easy of a choice. Do you think Jon Snow does it? No, that nigga was that nigga was afraid of pussy. That nigga was consistently afraid of pussy. Like if like that nigga was a virgin and Egret was making like nigga was a virgin and joined the joined the fucking wall, bro. Joined hey, the Night's Watch, bro. His mouth too. A virgin, hey, John bro. Doing like that shit, bro. Yeah, he doing nah, it. Fuck, yeah, fuck John. John's a goody two shoes. That nigga, that nigga, Kristen Cole is so like Kristen Cole gets bitches. I'm not, I'm not trying to hold Kristen Cole out here or anything like that. John Snow was afraid of pussy. Like it was Kristen Cole got got bitches. He's, we gonna act like this nigga John. They say, hey, Danny, uh, sail with me to dragons. I mean, sail with me to uh, White Harbor instead of flying your dragon. That nigga knew what the fuck was going on, man. <laughs> hey, John is the that Christian Cole has. That's all I'm saying. John, John got John got two bitches. <laughs> like, let's let's be real here. That nigga yeah, CC was running through busy. No, we were just call yeah, on the border of Dorn, man. I know that that nigga was running through pussy. Half Dornish, so half Stormman. John really only like 18 when the show is over, bro. Supposedly. Nah, no, he's not 18 because Danny's like 16. That nigga's legit a kid, bro. Danny's like 16 when the show starts. He's like 17, 18 when the, he's like around, they're around the same age when the show starts. And they go from baby dragons to full grown to like close to full grown dragons. 
you know, so it's like it, you know, sometime the nigga's in his in his mid twenties by the show end. Yes, yes. Arya goes from a literal like twelve year old to be fucking Gendry in the last season. Like there's a there's a significant character growth in this show. Yeah. yeah, like let's think about it. Come um, on. Jon Snow, fucking Rhaenyra, he's gonna forsake his vow just like he did his night his night watch vow. Whatever. Hey, Brett, that's besides the point. I just wanted to I just wanted to touch on that. Like maybe it wasn't as like romantic as everybody's making it out to, you know, the no, love triangle. triangle. I, I watched Jamie Lannister fuck his own sister. Look, man, this nigga didn't give a fuck about his vows, man. So why the fuck? <laughs> hey, he he raped his sister over their son's dead corpse. Like that, you know, I mean, that's crazy. But what I'm saying is like, a mat, like so the way that sex scene is portrayed and so many other sex scenes are portrayed compared to how the director uh, did this sex scene, like very passionate, you're seeing it. And even in the sex club, you're seeing both of those things kind of through Rainier's perspective. You're you're kind of looking at her faces or it's, they're shooting it like over, kind of over her shoulder so you can see kind of the direction that she's looking in and all that stuff. They make it very intimate and connecting. And I say just bravo to that. Best, best sex scene that they've done. Having women in the room definitely made that much more like tasteful. And, and and like really got the the uh, emotional responses that you wanted to get um, in that for sure. That was something I definitely want to feel. I just think this is going to have a lasting impact on Christian Cole and Rainier's relationship because even when he walks in the next day, like <laughs> all right, you th- I mean I don't know. I mean he might just become a you know a, a forever side piece, you know. But he did seem a little awkward when he walked in right after the next morning, and and Allison had like beckoned Rhaenyra. And she was like smiling and happy as fuck to see that nigga. And he was just like kind of froze, you know? Y'all didn't y'all didn't catch that? Y'all saw that? Like the niggas I don't think he's a I don't think he's afraid of pussy. Like, you know? <laughs> hey look, man. Next episode gonna be crazy. <laughs> that's, literally, that's literally all I can say, man. All right, we won't, we won't, we won't. The, so the book readers on here don't spoil me, man. We won't, we won't say no. anything else. But I think, I think the the next major thing that we need to discuss is Viserys's health, man. That nigga is down horrendous right now, and ain't shit helping him. He's he's sauced off the wine at all times. All of his advisors are fucking him over. This nigga Otto comes to him in the dark of night to let him know that his daughter's out here fucking her uncle. And he's like, what? He's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this information, Otto? He's like, he was like, first thing in the morning, you had to come and deliver me this news, man. He was like, nah, just say it. Like, say it matter of fact. Like, this nigga, this nigga Viserys is, is just getting, you know, his health is deteriorating. He can't trust anybody around him. Everybody's like kind of threatening his power, man. How do we feel about the series in this episode? Banishing Damon, ultimately firing Otto, and then commanding that Rhaenyra and Lenor have have a match. Like, what do you feel about the decisions that Viserys made and how he handled everything in this episode that was thrown at him? Go ahead, Mike. I mean, this is probably the most kingly we've seen Viserys ever. I mean. He finally stepped up. He said, all right, Rainier, uh, I've given you a chance to do your thing. That's off the table. You're going to marry this dude. He banished Damon, which he should have after finding out, you know, him and him and his daughter were, were getting, it, getting on. And then also, this is like, I don't know how many episodes overdue, but he finally he finally got uh, Otto out the paint. Like, well, uh, like, he's more alone than he's ever been. These are, this is, these are like the best decisions he's probably made for his crown. So... Um, I respect the decision. They're not easy decisions, you know, but, you know, they say uh, the head is heavy who wears the crown or however that saying goes. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's tough for him. But he's finally done being the people pleaser. I think he's like, all right, I, I see what's happening around me. Maybe he'll finally make some, some right decisions. Who who we thinking for, for the new hand? I would say Damon, but... <laughs> no, fuck no, uh, fuck that. I mean, if you really want to fuck with a, 
this how he get big Corliss back in the fold. Be like, hey, Corliss, that that could really that could really be an alliance like a Corliss smart hand, uh, the marriage pack. That, that was definitely back in hand. That's one way to mend like all the broken any slice he's had. That would definitely uh, yeah. Hey, we hey, know how bad you know. We know how bad Corliss you know wants his people in the mix though. So you know, you think Viserys he like would go for such a self interested person like that? Keep your enemies close, man. Keep keep your after enemies Otto, close. Though? After Otto, though. After Otto, I mean. Being- yeah, he's got to pick someone. I can see him picking Corliss. I mean, I mean, he's done. He's already made a couple mistakes by choosing pleasure over duty. So, like, if you want to keep the two strongest houses together, keep your dynasty strong. It wouldn't make sense to appease this high lord. And what about I mean, my nigga Lionel? Man? He's not fucking with Lionel. Lionel, Lionel I mean, is a hey, Lionel's cool man. He's he's giving great advice. That nigga has been objective, but. That nigga, that nigga not as rich as Corliss. He don't got dragons and he don't got a fleet. Corliss, you know, like, got dragons, man. Like that's what I'm saying. Corliss got dragons and and a fleet, and he's rich as shit. Check, check, and check. Like, oh, and he's Valyrian. Like, nigga, burn down castle, man. Yeah, hey, literally, he rules Heron Hall. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> like, I, don't know, I don't know if people are realizing. Like, the sea snake is like he's le- he's a legit adversary right now. You know what I'm saying? They he's got. He's marrying Elena to the Sea Lord of Bravos, which that's the two greatest fleets in the world right there. Yep. They got three dragons. Spoiler alert. Lena is a dragon rider. Rhaenys is a dragon rider. Lenor is a dragon rider. I mean, hey. We, we know we know they have at least two, and they hinted at the third one when Lena asked about Vagar in, in episode in episode uh two. Yeah, so. we can, hey, so, hey, Team Valarion can really get busy, man. If they if they really wanted to, yeah, they could they low key could take over the world if they if he does make Corlys the hand, and then uh, Rhaenyra is, is uh, suited or or uh, slotted as being the the next ruler. His sons are being king, and his daughter's married to the Sea Lord of Bravos. He has what four dragons and the best? <laughs> that'd be crazy. Like that, yeah. <laughs> if Corlys had the vision for real, he married his daughter to uh, um. To a Dothraki cow. Yeah, I <laughs> to a Kalasar. Nigga, hey, land, air, sea. Land, air, sea. Nigga, need, nigga need the... Hey, bring the dog. We really fucks the people up. Facts. If you get hey, the Dothraki right. on that fleet, bro, now you can't see the Dothraki in open... I was like, in open field, right? That's what they said, bro. Them niggas oh, fuck people up. Because I had the vision, man. He did had the vision. Nah, he's he doubling, he doubling down on his strength. Like I think that's a smart move. But I think, I mean, if 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 uh, if Viserys is really about making alliances, like I think that would be a really good one to make because it's like I don't think I don't think a marriage is enough for my for my saying. You know, from the the kind of slights that that Corliss has felt over the years and years, I think he needs he wants a position of power for himself as well as wants you know, as as well as wanting, you know, his children to be empowered. So I think, you know, making him hand and marrying to Lanor. And and by the way, big team Lanor. Lanor, winner of the episode, wasn't even in it. Nigga, <laughs> nigga, get, nigga gets, a, gets a bitch that also rides a dragon. He gets the Realm's Delight, the most sought-after chick in the... Didn't even have to go on tour. She came to him. Look, and it's not, and why y'all want to say like, oh, Lenor is still related to her? It's like two cousins removed. Like y'all was talking about like literally her uncle. Like this is this is at least related, Dante. That's not an issue for us. (laughs) There's at least two cousins removed. Is what I'm saying. That for if y'all want to call me a hypocrite for being mad about the uncle, there's at least some some separation there. Yeah, like y'all can't look alike. That's weird. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, okay. Leno is in a good position right now, and you know we haven't really. Next episode, I think we're gonna get you know a lot more Lenor, um and Rhaenyra. That courtship, like, you know, yeah, courtship type shit. So yeah, I mean, we, I mean, if you watch the preview, we know next episode is is a royal wedding, and if Thrones has oh, yeah. told us anything, if and if Thrones has taught us anything. 
Yeah, if Thrones has taught us anything, shit goes down on weddings. Red wedding, purple wedding. We got those were those were three episodes apart. He's at the black wedding. Hell no. He's gonna be he's gonna be electric sliding in there. Hell no. Just keep it shuffle. Nah. Nah, yeah. I think um, but I mean weddings are anything but uneventful in in you know the thrones verse. So I think it'll be very interesting. But before we kind of check off and and you know look at next week i want to give a shout out to some of the smaller characters and kp i want you kind of touch on um masaria the who i we just found out i guess is the white worm yeah yeah so masaria um as we kind of see has kind of worked her way up in the world since we last saw her you know um, she's become sort of like a like a Varys type character. She doesn't have like the title Master of Whispers, but she's become like a trusted source of the Hand of the King, uh, a paid source, which is kind of a big deal. And you know, she told Damon, "Pay for the room on your way out." So I guess she's like a property owner now too, which is okay. Let's go. She's a self-made woman. But um, yeah, her nickname is uh, well, she has two nicknames in the in the book. Uh, one is the white worm, other is Lady Misery. Uh, so you know you don't want to you don't want to fuck with her. Um, and you know it was interesting, you know, kind of seeing her ascend to this role because it makes you wonder, like, how long she's been, uh, you know, been a snitch for Otto? You know, could, could that have gone back to uh, episode one with the air for a day comment? I don't know. That that is that is when shit started clicking for me. Like that episode one, I was like, hold up. Okay, she's the white worm. She was feeding auto information. Did she actually set up Damon? Like she knew she knew Damon is impulsive and all this shit. And she was the one who walked over and said, Hey, this is a celebration. You're you know, you're uh, that nigga is visibly sad. She's like, no, nah, celebrate. Like you're back to being air, unchallenged, all that shit. And then he gives like the worst speech of all time and you know starts the the chasm between him and his brother and and whatnot. So I think like she, I think that shows like how powerful of a player that she could potentially be. Cause she's got influence over, you know, David. I thought it was hilarious. Like as soon as, as Rainier came out of that brothel and I saw the kid run, I'm like, Oh, we're just conditioned we're conditioned to look for little kids now because of various fucking, I mean, I do be spying for little kids in the background, bro. Hey, only a little kid around in a in a uh, dark alley. Like, what's he doing there? Except spying. <laughs> uh, nah, I think, I, yeah, I think that's I think that's great, and I'm glad to see her like kind of transition out of just being like at first when she was introduced. I thought, oh, like this is like the new like Shay kind of role, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I thought she was gonna kind of be like fuck uh, Shay facts hey. facts fuck Shay. She did my nigga Tyrion oh, dirty. Know. That her accent wasn't as bad in in this one. Yeah, uh, she was definitely faking. She was definitely faking that shit. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was like so when we meet her at first, she's supposed supposed to be like legit, like a brand new foreign. Like Damon legit just brought her over, and so that's why her accent was like so crazy. And now that you know, she's kind of learning the ropes. Her accent has like kind of gone away a little bit, and I think that after the time jump, she's just gonna talk like regular, how she be talking, you know? Because like she's she's British, like the actress is British, so it's like she talks like normal, but you know that accent in the first episode was rough, boy. Yeah, I think it was all like a ploy. Like right, we see it with the the sex workers throughout Game of Thrones. Like they need they need like a gimmick, or they need something to like differentiate them and make them more like valuable quote unquote and now i think she you know she mentioned she's like i'm done with the skin trade it got me as far as as it could have you know i've i've got you know higher higher endeavors and i've got different focuses now and i think you know she's kind of like quote unquote assimilating into like that that higher society and so she has thrown off the the accent that she once had in order Mm -hmm. to be able to navigate the new spaces that she is working in She's definitely she's definitely a spider before the spider. I feel like like worm spider, like she's definitely gonna work her way up, fight her way to getting the same just embarrassment. So 
Yeah, and love to see that. So I think, right. all right. So before before we sign off here, boys, who's the who's who do we got as the winner of the episode? Uh, spoiler: I already said it was Laynor for me. Who y'all got as winners of the episode? I, I I'd probably say the winner overall would would probably be Rhaenyra. Question is though, do you guys think she took that uh, Plan B at the end of the episode? <laughs> it's important though, because like. If she take no. it, <laughs> she didn't take that shit. Take it, then it proves that you know that she, she lost her head, yeah. And if she don't take it, then <laughs> you know, I was like, I mean, that nigga CC didn't pull out. It didn't look like it. So I was like, they was real. They was real up close and personal. She about to have a she about to have a brown haired baby, and they about to be like, the fuck. So now that pretty much if you have sex in Game of Thrones, you're pretty much gonna get pregnant, right? <laughs> Most of the time. Okay. I thought that was hey, I, I thought that was another good dad and good kingly move by Viserys, right? To send her that oh. plan T. And look, we, we, we know we all been there before where you gotta buy the plan B pill and go ahead and be like, look, you know we're not ready for this. It's just crazy that Rhaenyra at 18, she is now 18 in this episode by the way, is getting sent plan T from her dad, but Allison at 18 is like taking care of two children mm. and well, having to bed the king. Like, but, you know, is too young for sex and too young for a kid, but Allison's got two kids at the same time. Well, all right, here, here's, here's something important that you forgot to touch on. But So Allison confronts Rhaenyra about the whole Damon thing, right? Yeah. And Rhaenyra just like, like flat out like just tells a lie to her face, like straight yeah, to. She face. didn't lie. She just she said, lied. She said Damon did not touch me. I put it on my mother's Mo- grave. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. I, I think okay. I took that as like Damon didn't put his penis inside me, which he did yeah. not. <laughs> which he did not. That they just kissed a little. Brad. He didn't have sex. She said he didn't lay a finger on me. They just that's, hey, a little, that's a little, uh, just a little, you know, exaggeration to drive the truth home. She didn't do shit with Damon, though, is is essentially the point she was trying to get across, which is true. She didn't do shit, but kiss that nigga, which is she didn't. She did not fuck that nigga is all I'm saying. She did fuck. She did not say she did not fuck. She grabbed the meat. She grabs some meat and chill. <laughs> so, I mean, that would still count as Damon didn't touch her. She touched him. So, all I'm saying is that she was, she was not necessarily wrong. A lot, of, a lot of fucked up things happened this episode, but Rhaenyra lying on her mother's grave might be the most fucked up. <laughs> hey, and that's and that is Mike's winner of the episode right there. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you why. Rhaenyra has experienced freedom. She uh, lost her virginity. She, <laughs> I mean, she probably found love. I mean, shit. Like she, she's one that has the most dubs. She's. I mean, she yes, she's getting married, but either way, she's still the heir. She got rid of. She got Otto out the paint. I mean. No, she she won the episode for sure, but we we got to see some of her true colors this episode. Oh yeah, well. she definitely she definitely a liar. I saw. I was like, man, all right, I can't trust you now. <laughs> you just, you like you just, so you definitely gonna lie. If you like, man. Mm, no, because like in, in Game of Thrones, like the characters that we love, like even though some of them might do shitty things, like they don't be lying, bro. Cersei be lying, Littlefinger be lying, the Hound don't lie, Brienne don't lie. Tyrion don't lie. Daenerys like, don't lie. Come on, so like, yeah, Jon Snow don't lie. Daenerys don't lie. Like, so like that's the that's kind of like the thing I was saying earlier, like how these characters we're supposed to be rooting for, they be doing fucked up shit. Like, Rhaenyra's like she's kind of like a villain, but she's the protagonist, or is she? Oh no, Damon. Damon never. Damon never said he didn't fuck uh, Rhaenyra when he had a chance. I mean, Damon was, 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 was lying. Damon was lying. That nigga was, but that nigga is is a known liar. Like that nigga was lying, bro. He was definitely what, lying. But what is lying about having sex with uh, the next queen? After what? What good does that Make, do? Him? Makes her less. Uh, makes her less available to other lords. Like Corlys. Like you think Corlys would be happy to find out that Rhaenyra has fucked Damon? 
Like I think Cor- I think Corliss would be upset enough to actually call off a wedding if he found out that shit. Like that could potentially fuck up some shit. Y'all don't think Cor- Corliss is proud, man, and he's he's sick of the bullshit with the Targaryens. If he okay, finds that, out that, that, you know, they have some shit on the side. That hurts his house more. That doesn't help. That doesn't help him at all. I think I think I think Corliss's house is super solid, bro. We just said they got three dragons and, and two like, navies, bro. Right? That doesn't help. That doesn't help Damon's cause for lying about it. Oh, it, if if he agreed to that that match, it did. If he agreed to that marriage proposal, it, it would have. But I mean, he obviously did not. It would have helped him though, because it makes her less desirable to other lords, you know. It and like Viserys said to Rhaenyra, she's like, nothing happened with Damon, and he's like, that doesn't matter. It just matters what people believe, right? Perception over perception is reality. So whatever people think is the truth is what ends up being that. The yeah, truth. That, but thing is, that doesn't apply to Targaryens. It doesn't apply to Targaryen men, which. Which Viserys lays out very clearly for her ass. That's the only reason. That's because Viserys allows it. Yeah, I mean, well, because Rhaenyra goes like, if I was a boy, I could have had six bastards and fucked all the bitches in the pleasure house and this would be no problem. And he's like, yes, that's true, but you're not. And I was like, damn, like he's he's finally like just admitting, like, you know, I thought it was like, cool, Rhaenyra called him on his bullshit. But also he's like, so it doesn't matter. You're doing some shit that's not allowed for women. I have a problem with that is I can see where that can come from, but that's if the house is marrying up. The Targaryens are never marrying up. So you don't want to you don't want to be in alliance with my house. All right, I got a million other lords who wants to be, and we're still the strongest. I mean, that's I, I, mean I still think Valerian, but the Valerians are the closest. It would only matter if the Targaryens have dragon riders. That's the only yeah. reason. Anyone else in Westeros? Why does that? Why will that matter? I mean, so you're, so you're gonna say uh, how strong is it gonna take Rhaenyra just because she's not a virgin? I mean, no, I think other houses will do it. I'm saying it it would only really matter to the Valerians because they're the closest thing that the Targaryens have to peers. They're still like the, you know, the, the Targaryens are still the kings and they still have more dragons. But I think the Valerians are the closest thing that they have to like true peers, true formidable ad- adversaries, you know? Hey, not being a virgin is a big deal though. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jaharis like banned one of his daughters because she was out here sucking and fucking the whole city and shit. He just like straight up said, "All right, you have to go to Essos." <laughs> like I'm not. <laughs> you have to go to Essos. Damn, he said he sent her ass to the far east. God, yeah, no, Jaharis was banishing his daughters. They was wilding. And then like the the whole Lionel, reason, Lionel Strong did say his daughters were did ruin Jaharis. So yeah, the whole reason that Cersei doesn't even like Marjorie. Um, is because she doesn't think that she's like really a virgin. Because you know, That's whenever the they be... Marjorie, no, like literally is because in the book, um, Cersei's like, oh, I know that girl, not a virgin, man, because she be drinking moon tea, and you know, I just <laughs> drinking moon tea. You know what I'm saying? So, Cersei, who cares? You have a fucking two bastards with your brother. Shut the fuck up. Three, you know, Cersei. Who is she to talk? I'm saying all these. Like, Hey man, bitch. Hey man, Cersei is the queen of double standards, man. I'm just saying, but it it is a big deal to not be a virgin in this world, which is crazy. Because I mean, for I think for for us personally, not being a virgin is a requirement. <laughs> like you know, I don't think I don't I know I knew plenty of things in college and now would be like war. Robert did Robert go to war. Like, come on. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That nigga really, that nigga burnt that shit down because he took his girl, bro. So, like, I mean, that that is true. Like, virgin virginity is very important for a lady in this in this world, and like that, you know. So that's something that's that's really needed in here. But it, it yeah, it's just crazy because I wouldn't want, I would, I would never want to marry a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> y'all niggas trying to marry virgin. I know y'all niggas was. I know niggas was actively avoiding. If you if you found the chick in college that was a virgin, you was like, nope, not me. I was like, not me, man. No comment, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, niggas, yeah, niggas, niggas, not trying to get caught up by their girls, man. They can't use the past against us, kings. 
Let's get into some into some predictions, man. All right. So Dante, man, what you think is gonna happen in episode five? It's a wedding right. episode, man. It's a, it, is a, it is a wedding episode. Um I'm calling Viserys getting I'm calling Viserys dying. I said I said by episode five. So Viserys is somehow gonna die. And mm-hmm. I don't think you said what? You've been predicting that shit for four weeks. Hey, man, I've been predicting. Okay, I'm going to add on to the prediction. That still counts. I said episode five. And then I'm <laughs> all, like, as, while I want, like, I've been rooting for Lenor and Rhaenyra. I'm team Lenor. I don't think that shit's going to happen. Like, the wedding is not going to be actually enacted. Like, I think either they're going to call it off. They're going to break up. Nigga's going to get killed. Like, I just don't think the wedding is actually between Lenor and Rhaenyra is, is going to end up going on and, like, them actually end up married. That's a, good, that's a strong prediction. That's a strong prediction. Yeah. Mike, what you got? I think that the wedding is going to happen. Uh, I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see, like, some stuff in the beginning, like, them kind of courting each other, men, like, trying to fall in love with each other, like, seeing it work. And, like, I think there might be, like, a, a little, like, duo dragon. I can see them doing, like, a duo dragon ride at some point. You know, some something like that. Um, like I said, it is a wedding, so someone has to die, right? <laughs> in, in Game of Thrones, there's no blood, no bloodless weddings. I, I, I can see the king dying this episode, or it ends with him dying. And Because at the end... Because we saw in the previews that Otto was like, you got to get the king to name Aegon heir. So I feel like there's going to be something going on with the king maybe dying at the end, and that's when shit starts to break, maybe. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's, it's going to be really hard to tell, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, that's all I really got, to be honest. I'm, I really don't know what could possibly happen in the next episode. I'm pretty geek. Mm-hmm. All right, my prediction is... Um, and this this doesn't even happen in the books. Like the wedding, yeah, I'm not even. Gonna, okay, so my prediction is that the the rumors, the Damon allegations are, are going to start spreading. I don't know, I don't know who's going to find out, but I think Otto is going to spread that shit. Because he's fired out his last time. On his his walk out of the building, he's like, hey, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I think Otto's gonna spill some tea, man, and and it's gonna make some, it's gonna cause some waves. I can see that. Uh, Otto just stirring the pot as his last hurrah. I can see it, man. That That nigga is a petty nigga. I mean, you should. Yeah, he literally killed Viserys' dad. Like Viserys was like, "Look, man, you somehow got this job five days after my dad was my dad was lined up for it." I was like, "Our my worst day ended up being your best day." Like, come on, shit. Like, shit wasn't. I'm glad he put two and two together. He was like, "You, you, you, Allison was a was a calculated distraction, like a distraction I needed." But now that I look at it, it was very calculated. Like, Otto is a grimy nigga, bro. Grimy. Grimy. Man, I can't wait for next week, man. Sundays is back, man. Sundays, Sundays is back. back. Um, right, so, away. yeah, let's go. Bitch out. He said what? He said take us away. Oh, I'm going to take him away. <laughs> Haters, thank you once again for listening to another episode of You Hate to See It. As you can tell, we are loving the show so far. We're super excited about episode five. Like I said earlier, you know, you might miss these young actresses, um, but the party don't start till the grown folks walk in. I'm going to tell you that now. Hey. So get, get hyped because this shit's about to take off. But until next time, until next week, you know, uh, tap in on social media, follow Man Gossip. What's the Twitter, Dante? Man Gossip underscore man. man. It's, yeah, it's like Man Gossip 1. 
Just look up Man Gossip, man. It ain't too I mean, it should pop up. I mean, it should pop up Man Gossip. I don't know it off the top of my head. I think this is something that we should probably have better piped down. We, we apologize for our viewers. <laughs> hey, go, go, go forward. It's on YouTube. You can just type in Man Gossip on YouTube. Just look for that on YouTube. YouTube. That should pop up, yeah. <laughs> Go tap in with I Drink and I Write Things, which is my little uh, post-episode breakdowns I drop every Monday. Go tap in with 93 and Beyond, our sponsor, our apparel sponsor. <laughs> yes, sir. What I missed. And don't, hey, man, don't tap in with the Falcons, man. Them boys, sorry. Hey, fuck <laughs> you. Hey, man, I'm a Braves fan today. <laughs> Just do him. <laughs> Nothing. But until until next week, haters. Uh I'm KP. Mikey Dimes. You are. Uh... We'll see y'all next week.